Songezo Mapete on SAFM. Yeah, Mambo John Habari. Mzuri sana. Is this Songezo? <laughs> it certainly is. Thank you so much. Now, welcome to SAFM. Thank you so much for joining us. Our dear listeners are listening to you and want to engage the digital agricultural services that have proliferated across the continent, in particular over the last decade, Kenya being at the forefront of such technological advances. Most are services that work on mobile phones, although more advanced technologies are in use too. Satellite images, sensors, blockchains, big data analytics, and the like. Now, Kenya is at the forefront of this development on the continent. The country is home to numerous service providers that seek to solve problems in food and agriculture using digital technologies. The problem tends to be, however, scaling up these solutions. A study on digital agriculture in sub-Saharan Africa showed that only a few service providers managed to register more than 1 million users. In Kenya, it's estimated that only 20 to 30 percent of farmers use digital agricultural solutions and technology. This is better than other countries in the region, but relative to what it should be or could be, it is still low. Talk to us about this. So paint for us a picture as to the inroads that technology is making and the changes as a result that have come and what opportunity beyond that all the same lies in the wait. Thank you, Songezo. But maybe I should I should first say that agriculture is one of those more difficult um, sectors for technology. If you look at entertainment, if you look at education, and uh, other sectors, digital technology has managed to pe- to penetrate and scale out things very fast. Uh, so agriculture happens to be one of those that um, um, people uh, people have been trying for for decades to introduce to transform agriculture through digital technology. But it's it's been slow but steady, and um, and I, I could say almost sure. And uh, for instance, uh, in Kenya, like like you mentioned, there's people have been trying to to introduce solutions around creating market efficiency in the, uh, empowering farmers to produce better and to get better price, better uh, income out of their their work. And uh, it's been a slow progress, but uh, so this far um, you, we can already see some impact and some some fairly advanced solutions that are that are be- beginning to achieve in, um, impact. For instance, if we, if we talk about people like um, the, these people called Twigger Foods, who've mastered the art of being able to link uh, the production side of agriculture and the consumption side of agri- agriculture, which tends to be in Africa and uh, I think most countries tends to be the consumption side tends to be con- controlled by informal traders and uh, and when when the informal traders are not their work is not very well digitalized it means that there is um, the the pathway for the farmers to to sell their produce um, to them to whoever the consumers are out there is quite a difficult one so people like trigger foods have succeeded to to di- digitalize that pathway by formalizing what the um, the informal traders are, are doing in the, in the marketplace and thereby being able to create uh, certainties uh, to the farmers to, that they, they, they will have a market and uh, the, there is a certain price that uh, they can se- sell their goods at if, if they sell through this digital uh, solution. So the, the, that side of the market efficiency and let, let's just say value chain efficiency is one of those areas that that we we see we see a lot of uh, transformation 
Uh, but then even before we talk about the small scale farmers that are being empowered through these kinds of digital solutions, um, I must say that across Africa, we see we see many um, there's quite a variable adoption of digital agriculture technologies when between the small scale farmers and the large scale farmers i believe this is the same the case in south in south africa mm -hmm. as well um, you have very advanced uptake amongst the large scale farmers these are people that um, that uh, that have big um, big farms that are able to automate their their farms and um, they are fairly wealthy people that are able to adopt that te technology earlier than the small scale farmers Songhez. what though i mean we're going to talk about that but i mean i'm just minded to ask this question only because i was in nairobi late last year october specifically and I'm now here in South Africa and experiencing somewhat what I might have experienced when in Nairobi. Very dry, very hot. It appeared as though the rainy season had not come or was, for whatever reason, delayed. Here in South Africa, this time last year, it was raining every third day. Right now, it hasn't rained yeah. pretty much in three weeks. What can technology do, if anything, to mitigate against the natural phenomena that is lack of rain because there are these challenges now with climate change and what climate patterns historically might have suggested going out of the window because of the advent of the changing conditions yeah for, for a long time our farmers have relied a lot on rain rain fed uh, farming which of course uh, uh, as you can see with climate change uh, there's quite some variability in the in the way the rain comes and even other other factors in the that that are contributed by the climate change that that mean that farmers need to be to adapt and become um, and produce in, in more smart ways for instance in ways that optimize their 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 use of water uh, it's one thing to have um, an irrigated farm and that uh, that that that, uh, that uh, taps water from the river or from the borehole but another thing to make sure that the, the little water that that you get because because you you you're not sure about uh, whether it will rain or not uh, to be able to optimize your consumption of the water in your farm through the use of uh, uh, sensors that that that, that control the um, 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 which which parts of the farm uh, get uh, requires so much water, which ones require less water, and being and being able to pretty much uh, make sure that you don't have wastage of of water through through the through sensors that are that are connected to the digital uh, solutions that will help the the farmers make that kind of optimization. So in terms of climate smart agriculture, uh, digital technology is is kind of a um, a savior for 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 many people who who want to to survive the the, the fact that these these uncertainties in terms of um, whether the rains will come, uh, and even on the other sides of whether they'll get the market. Okay, after yes. the break, we are going to probe access to markets, access to markets because of the quality of the produce, the value chain that is associated with all of that. And fundamental to all of this is access to the kind of technology that will then make this product as optimal as possible, not just from a food security perspective, which is fundamental in the context of Africa, yeah. but participation in global markets and diversifying or capitalizing, first of all, on 
what I would refer to, no pun intended, as the potentially great low-hanging fruit that agriculture on the continent is, but also to bring in the kinds of riches that food security is worth. And so by virtue of having these import and export um, industries that could be built around food security, the amount of innovation that other sectors and industries could piggyback on by virtue of the thorough program that is engaged regionally, continentally, as well as globally. We're talking food security. We're talking technology. After the break, we wrap up this conversation with my guest, who is in Nairobi, Mr. John Chietti, PhD researcher at the University of Nairobi. It's 21 hours. It's time for news with the one and only Grechos. The Viewpoint, weekdays, 8 to 10 p.m. on SFM. Thank you, Lasejo. Thank you, Lyle. Thank you, Kanya. Thanks to everybody who participated in the first hour. The show and the conversation, of course, does continue. My guest from the last segment in the previous hour, Mr. John Chietti, PhD researcher at the University of Nairobi, is online with us talking to us about the impact of technology on the agricultural sector in Kenya. But I don't imagine what's taking place in Kenya would be too far removed, generally speaking, in terms of what's happening in other parts of the continent. But certainly here's something that there is broad consensus. We are still punching below our weight in terms of agricultural output, the uptake of technology, and effective use of land and the region, generally speaking, particularly between the tropics, there's a lot of agricultural opportunity that simply we are not taking full advantage of. You also mentioned earlier on that there's that added challenge, um, John, of your small farmers, your small agricultural players, not really optimizing, for instance, what benefits they could get in the short term to medium term on a technology. What is Kenya, in relation to some of the issues that are relevant to it as a nation, doing to ensure that, first of all, there are more relations between the big players and the small players, there's optimal use of agricultural opportunity in terms of land, as well as effective use of technology? I mean, you're talking about the fact that some of these technologies are not getting uptake of more than a million subscribers, and there are so many of them at play. Is it a question of marketing? Is it just a question of duplication? What is the government under Ruto now doing to address this? Mary Songeza, I may not say speak much for the government, but I'll, I'll, I could say a bit about what I see happening that sure. uh, that may be interventions that will that will work. Um, well. And uh, to, to your question about what what really is impeding that scale out of these many digital agriculture services, uh, it could all it could um, almost be reduced to. Uh, three things. So one, one is whether people, the farmers and other people in the sector are able to access the technology in terms of um, there they, is, is there enough network coverage? Can they afford or access the devices like phones or like computers? And are they literate enough uh, digitally enough to be able to understand these services, digital services, and make optimal uh, use of them? So that's that's one thing. Whether the technology access is um, is is um, is is, why, is is developed enough. The other thing is that these these many these many digital agriculture services. 
uh, both in Kenya, in Ghana, and even in Southern Africa, that that have a great solutions, but the farmers and agrovets and the actors are not aware of. So there's a, there's a small issue of awareness and discoverability of these solutions. And then um, you also have an, another another small issue of um, the bis- um, the value proposition that this, because the, a lot of these services are developed by startups, entrepreneurs who are seeking to address a certain sol- a problem that they have seen, whether or not they have matured enough in terms of their business model mm. to be able to resonate with the farmers themselves. So uh, what I've I've seen as uh, many people trying to ad- to address those three those three challenges, and um, and um, and one one of the ways, um, for instance, there's some organization that uh, they, they call themselves Farmer, Farmers Pride. So they, they try to become like a, a last mile. Um, mm-hmm. Or digital service, or, or like a like a like a digital bridge combined with a human bridge uh, between the the complicated world of digital with the the people at the grassroots, the farmers and the uh, and and other people that may not be very, very literate or may not even be aware of certain digital services. So they use the agrovets and the extension workers. They they have developed a platform that makes use of. The fact that there's already knowledgeable people in in this in in the sector that could be the the bridge to impacting the knowledge uh, that um, that the farmer needs to to acquire to be able to effectively use the digital services. So you're creating the, that intermediary layer and and leveraging it and uh, through digital by having it as a digital uh, movement that that is used to onboard now the other people that could be lagging mm. behind mm. so so that kind of uh, digital uh, and human bridge talking about the digital and human bridge i mean i suppose one of the things which the sector itself might possibly be hamstrung by was just that initially and historically anyway it was not a technologically intensive sector or way of production the ball yeah. game has changed obviously now and when you're talking about your established players they would uh, they would be using the predated technologies if you like and technologies very loosely in this instance the yeah. value of digital education and adoption generally in society probably comes with how the government itself or the programs and companies and generally the Kenyans themselves take up and respond to digital age related issues and that will then have that kind of corollary impact in the agricultural sector so that such outcomes as we are talking about can be better unearthed your thoughts but my thoughts is uh, when you look at kenya and um, digital uh, things at uh, platforms such as uh, you may have heard of mpesa or it's a huge mm. m- mobile mon- money solution I-, I don't think you can survive in kenya without mpesa as which is a, a mobile money solution um uh, with a population of around 50 million people um kenya has more than uh, 30 million mobile money accounts and uh, and when you look at them such a such a spread and reach of uh, this mobile money uh, culture it's 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 more like infiltration of digital uh, thinking and a digital mindset mindset in um, in the um, the the wider society so much so that because because I am kind of familiar 
to using my phone to receive money, to send money, to pay bills, to do to do a lot of things in a digital way. Now, when you when you begin uh, transferring that to another aspect of life, like my work in agriculture or my, my work in education, it becomes it becomes like something I'm already a bit familiar with on the other side of things with my indulgence with the mobile money. So I, I will I will say the spread and growth of mobile money in Kenya uh, has contributed a lot to the um, to the enthusiasm around using technology for other things other than digital finance, which is what you will call mobile money. As so, the, I think there is that relationship that that prepares Kenyans and any other country that has adopted mo- mo- mobile money uh, widely that prepares the larger society for adopting other related solutions that may not be in finance could be in agriculture in, in, in this case. Okay, let's leave it there. Thank you so much for your thoroughly great insights. All of the very best for your research as you look to complete your PhD. And please do take the initiative and time to let us know when you do do that so that we can actually have this conversation and take it out further and have a wider audience for your great work. Thanks a lot, Songezo, and thanks for inviting me to the conversation. Lala Salama, Asante Sana. Thank you. Good night. Bye.